beautiful people. I have a word. This is a specific word for a specific group of people or women who are awakening to their power, who are stepping out in faith, who may be on a personal development journey and things seem very rocky or very scary. Um, I went out on the lake this morning, sat out and prayed and meditated because I woke up this morning crying and I was like, God, can you, I need some clarity. And I took my journal with me and I just kind of wrote down everything that I received. And immediately after, I felt called to share this on Facebook as well. So there's another version of this on Facebook, but I also felt that my ladies here on Instagram needed to hear this. So hopefully this resonates with someone. Um, if it doesn't, take what does. Everything in here um, may not resonate with you, but I know that someone who is on a path uh, has been waiting for confirmation, has been waiting for a divine word. And if that's you sis uh let, let, let's let's get it let's tap in so first of all um the main theme of what i got this morning was about trust learning to trust yourself um trust yourself in the calling that i gave you that they can't fathom what's up blessed queen um there this a lot of this what i got was about my how people are responding to me trusting myself more and my tendency to pull back due to people's reactions. So if you are someone that um, has felt like you've had to water yourself down for people to accept you, or as you're in this new season, you're evolving and you're expanding, and maybe the circle around you is not supporting that, or um, as you're evolving and you're expanding, people are confused, or you're getting pushback, or you're just afraid to do it, this, this reading, this message, whatever you wanna call it is for you. So number one, trust yourself, God said, and the calling that I gave you because they can't fathom it. Too often, when we have a unique, powerful, divine uh, calling, purpose, vision, we are looking to the outside. We are looking for people to confirm that it makes sense and that this is the route that we should go. And God wants you to know that um, if it was their calling, then they would have received the calling, right? Because think in history of all of the people who had uh, unique visions and unique callings and things that were uh, meant to shake up the system, right? Meant to shift the paradigm. Um, I'm pretty sure if they had said it to their friends, it'd be like, you sound fucking crazy, right? Like the first thing that popped in my head for whatever reason was Abraham Lincoln. I don't know why, but when he, and he wasn't that great. I know, I know he didn't free the slaves so that he could be great. He freed the slaves because it was a war tactic. Nonetheless, I'm sure if he were to consult with his friends back then, they would have been like, what are you talking about? This is insane. However, he made that decision as president and moved forward and it changed the direction of a nation right? Didn't imperfect things, but changed the direction of a nation. And so I'm calling you, God's calling you, God's speaking through me to remind you that the unique call and vision that is put on you, other people aren't going to understand because it wasn't given to them. So this reading is about trusting your intuition over everything. And that is scary because sometimes you will make decisions that your intuition told you to make and you end up in a situation where you're like, God, this is not great at all. And it's, and this is where I'm calling you to remember that everything is happening for you and not to you okay everything is happening for you and not to you every struggle every setback every season every lesson everything is for you and so while you're in these seasons, I need you to look around and see what is God, what is source, what is the universe trying to show me? Because we prolong our painful periods, right? When we neglect the purpose of the period, we prolong the painful periods when we neglect the purpose of this period. So I'm begging you, encouraging you to lean in, listen to your intuition and, and also step back and look at the bigger vision and ask yourself, how is this? 
right? How is this helping me get to here? What lesson, what nugget of truth, of wisdom, right, is edifying me so that I can be her or him on this vision that God has put on my heart, okay? Um, I also, the next, next thing that you need to hear is strap in. Strap in. This is just the beginning. And when I heard those words, my heart nearly shattered. I was like, God, you got to be kidding me. I have been fighting an uphill battle my entire life. And you're telling me it's just beginning? Yeah, it's just beginning. And the good news is, though, that's how young you are. You may feel you're in your 20, mid-20s and you're like, oh my gosh, I should have it all figured out. Me, I'm getting ready to hit 40 soon. I turn 37 next year. Part of me is like, wow, I'm not a millionaire yet. Wow, I'm not famous yet. I'm not a, a famous speaker yet. I'm not a famous author yet. What the? Really? No, that's good news. You're just beginning. Everything that you went through up until this period has prepped you for what you get to walk into in the next season. So the strap in, the journey is just beginning. Trust that everything that you have went through up until now is what has given you the tools to be able to step into the next season. The next thing that you need to hear, um, I'm just going to reiterate, or that I heard today, was trust yourself and trust the power that is within you. When we stop trusting ourselves, when we stop believing that we are powerful beyond measure, when we start believing uh, the lies, whatever your religious background is, the lies of the enemy, uh, the lies of our friends, the lies in your head, whatever it is, when we stop trusting in our power and we don't remain steadfast to our truth, I feel like that is when life gets shaky. The moment, imagine like, um, I use a lot of religious references because I'm a pastor, like I, that, that's what my major in my degree is. But if you don't relate to this, I'll try to find another example for you. But when Jesus was walking on the earth, when Peter was walking on the water to Jesus, the moment he started to doubt, right, is when he started to sink. And so regardless of what your background and your faith and history is, that'll preach. The moment you take your eye off of what you're walking towards, the moment that you start to have doubt in yourself and you lose faith, that's when you start to sink. So God is telling me to remind you to remain steadfast in your truth, not what everybody else is saying, not what everybody else thinks that you should do, but your truth, right, that is put in your heart because that's where your power is, right? Know it and walk in it. And someone needs to hear, someone, I don't know who, but someone needs to hear that you deserve to be here. You deserve this, that big vision that scares you, that next level that scares you, that relationship that you've been praying for, all of these things that scare you, you do deserve them. You are worthy of them. And it is, it is, it is a non-negotiable for you to trust in that and walk in that. Okay. Uh, the next thing that someone needs to hear is that people who can't support your dreams, right? Or people uh, that can't see your dreams, they can't support your dreams because they can't see them. So you get to give yourself permission to continue to dream big regardless of what everybody else knows because they're not having those conversations that you and God are having. They're not seeing those things and feeling those stirrings within their hearts to take the steps. They have their own calling. They have their own mission. You're only responsible for the one that has been put in your heart. And someone else needs to hear, don't allow the fact, and this one trips me up a lot too, um, but I'm kind of a hippie and I'm like, go with the flow. So it doesn't trip me up too much. But like sometimes when I'm like, God, I really need this. And <laughs> time's ticking. Um, don't allow the fact that you don't have the concrete steps of the grand picture to slow you down. I used to boast about how big and deep my faith is in God because I take big leaps and I take big jumps and, and I take big acts, but it's in the small day-to-day -day decision sometimes where I'm like, God, is this real? Is this true? Do I stop? Do I pause? Do I go? Like, I'll know. And 
And I need you. God wants you to know that just because you don't know what the next step is, you don't have a concrete plan. um, That's what faith is. That's what faith actually is, is when you don't know what's next. But you're like, he put this. They put this in my heart. So I got to put one foot in front of the other. And even if that means just taking it one day at a time, if I'm going to be transparent with you, I'm in a stage of taking things one day at a time right now, because when it was time for me to create my vision board for 2023, I was I, I didn't have anything and I usually have a, a course in the beginning of the year to help people vision and plan out their year and help people understand manifestation and I, and I really specialize in helping religious people that came from church understand manifestation and that it's not you know anything crazy like it's in the Bible just with different words and so we usually do that but I couldn't do that this year because I had no idea what this year would bring. I was unable to forecast a vision for this year because I had no idea what this year would bring. And even though I did create the vision board and so far, what have I manifested? I manifested um, the relationship. I wanted a loving relationship. Um, I also put on there that I would wear my real hair down more naturally. And what a coincidence, I'm not now. But being in this relationship is what caused me to start wearing my natural hair down more because she loves it and I don't feel insecure with her. So it's really cool to cast those. Um, I also wanted deeper relationships with my children and those are growing as well. Um, some of the other things on the vision board, I really don't want anymore, but I put them on that board because I thought they should be here. So I'm like freaking out like, God, what's next? What's next? And so I'm really in a stage of one day at a time because none of that stuff looks like it's coming to pass anytime soon. And all I can do is trust the bigger vision on the other side. Um, and now what I really want to get into is the meat and potatoes of what I heard this morning, which was those of you who are stepping out in faith, those of you who are listening to your spirit guides, listening to spirit calling you to be uh, this type of person that you're speaking out, you're being more bold, you are awakened and you have become empowered and emboldened and you're getting pushback. First of all, if you're on social media, I need you to understand that everyone that's looking at what you post is viewing it through their own lens they have their own particular lens um and 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 you also have to remember that you have young people you have old people you have people that are spiritual you have people who are still asleep you have all these different people and so the things that you talk about will not resonate with everybody i don't care if you have a niche down page or not like it's not going to resonate with everybody and um here's the cool part right you will be polarizing the more you step out into your unique purpose you will be that's just what it is even if you think that what you're doing isn't polarizing and especially if you're someone who has struggled with needing acceptance from people i promise you the universe loves loves some fuckery and will throw the things at you the most uh, things that you don't want thrown at you the most to help get you the things that you want the most so they will throw the things that you least want at you to help you get the things that you want most so what i mean by that is the thing that you want most you're gonna have to do the thing that you want to the least to do because that's where it is It's kind of like, oh, you want a big butt? Well, you're going to have to do a lot of painful stuff to get that big butt. Okay, you want fame, success, and wealth? Well, you're going to have to do a lot to get that the hard work and the uncomfortable part, right? And so if you are wanting to awaken, right, and if you are wanting to walk in your purpose, that is a great, beautiful gift from God. Well, guess what? There's going to be there's going to be backlash. You have to take the good with the bad. That is the law of polarity. If there's abundance, then there's also scarcity. If there's good, then there's also bad. If there's love, there's also hate. If there's dark, there's also light. And so when we are stepping out in our truth, which is our truth, there's also going to be people out there that don't agree with our truth and call it false. And so you're going to get a strong reaction from people. You're going to trigger negative reactions of people. 
this is something that God has been working on me for years. I was like, God, why am I not growing as much on social media? Why, like, so all these questions. And anytime somebody would comment anything negative, right, or anything that wasn't in agreement with me or anything that, like, triggered me, um, it would mess with my head for the entire day. I would I would start to wonder, am I doing something wrong? Am I saying something wrong? Or I've offended this person. Oh, no. And, and um, I'm going to segue real quick, real quick to a lesson that God had to teach me, a very humbling lesson, and it's this. When I was in church, um, there was a a female pastor that I look up to to this day. Her name was Pastor Sonia Figueroa. You can look her up. I don't know if she's that famous, whatever. Sonia had big hair. Sonia was fashionable. Sonia was like baddie, Um, but she also had walls up, and sometimes people would say that she was cold or people would say that she was mean, but guess what? Everybody was there when Pastor Sonia came to spit fire and preach because she spit fire. It was to the point where some people were intimidated to be in her presence because it's like she could see through you. And I remember that I was one of those people that would judge her from a distance like, um, oh, well, if I was her, I would do it this way. Or if I was her, I would do it this way. And same with my male leaders. I used to judge them like, oh, well, if I ran the church, I would do it this way. And if I did this, I would do it that way. And God humbled me. Right. Because I'm still not in the position of leadership or in the position of, you know, responsibility to that level that they have. And I get backlash from so many people like, well, you should be talking this way. Well, you shouldn't be saying this. Well, you shouldn't. Da, 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 da. And you need to slow down. And you need to be more aggressive and you need to move fast. And da, da, da. And I was like, holy motherfucking shirt balls. Like, damn. Wow. Is that what it's like to be them? And they did that for decades. And God's like, yeah. Because when you're walking in your truth, you're going to get a strong reaction from people. You're going to get a negative. Re- These are people preaching the word of God and they weren't doing anything wrong. You know, they weren't molesting kids like, you know, they weren't stealing from anybody. They're just preaching the word of God and being themselves. And even then people had shit to talk about them because that's just what it is. When you walk in your truth, you're going to trigger people. And the reason for that, and I say this all the time, is that everyone's response to you, people's responses, is more of a reflection of who they are and what they're going through than it is of you. And when you trigger negative responses and negative reactions out of people, what it is is that you've illuminated something within them. They're responding from their level of consciousness and how you illuminated something within them that they have not been able to process or they didn't know was there to process. So when they did, it's kind of like a startled, like a startled baby, right? And when we're fearful, we usually have like two, like one, we like defend or, or we get offensive. So we may, they may defend themselves. And I've done this recently when, when I felt like I, I was triggered by something someone posted, I got defensive. And then the other thing that people do is they get offensive. And so it's going to take an insane amount of courage and an insane amount of bravery for you to step out in faith and say the words and do the things and walk the path and build the business and build the brand and create the family and do the things that God put in your life to do. It is. It's going to take considerable bravery and courage because you're going to trigger people. You're going to, right? And if you're an empath, you feel that junk a thousand times harder. And I'm telling you this to like every time that you feel judged and every time that you feel like you've messed up or you've offended someone or you've gone too far, you said too much or whatever, trust yourself and the calling that is on your life. Trust yourself in the vision that has been put in your head. Trust your intuition because it's there for a reason. Okay. 
all right? Everything, all the pushback that you get from people on social media, your friends, your family, people that don't understand you, this is a projection of their own emotions and how they are processing the truth that you are revealing. So if you ever get like how I get probably at least three times a week, like, oh shit, should I just shut it down? <laughs> like, that's why I haven't podcasted in a while. One, I don't have, I didn't have the emotional energy to do it, to show up as consistently as I used to. And two, I got so in my head about offending people. I got a message from a client saying, you know, I know mind and body is the language that you like to use and that it's very close to you, but it's related to white supremacy. And my black ass at first got defensive. Like I'm a black woman whose grandmother marched with Martin Luther the Kang Jr., right? I'm like three generations down from slavery. I think I understand the effects of white supremacy. I, I get it. So I had to understand where that person was coming from and understand how they're viewing it through their lens. And maybe that they hadn't quite understood that masculine and feminine doesn't mean gender assigning roles. It's an energy. But nonetheless, I was getting so much feedback at once. I couldn't handle it. And I decided, well, I'm just going to shut it down. And so I had to go back into my little cave and pray and meditate and listen and wait for God's word. And that's what I heard is that I got to trust my power and trust my vision. Because if I shut it down, every time somebody who doesn't understand my vision gives me their two cents, right? Where will I be? Where will the women who are supposed to hear this message? Where will the men that are supposed to hear this message? Like, I'm not showing up. And, and another quick segue, like, again, here comes the pastor me coming out. The word sin means to miss the mark. It doesn't mean you drank or you cursed or you did anything specific. It says to miss the mark. So for me, the word sin, missing the mark of who I was meant to be, me holding back, me watering myself down, me not showing up as everything that I was created to be, that's what is a sin, right? That's what a sin is, is you missing the mark of who you were meant to be. And so we sin and miss the mark of who we're meant to be every time that we hold back and we fall back from our purpose because we're afraid of offending people and making other people feel uncomfortable. People who are obviously not walking in their purpose because if they were, they'd be able to see you and recognize that that's what it looks like when somebody's walking in obedience. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> there are people in your circle, and I've experienced this, people in your circle that are triggered by you showing up like this. And they're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to derail you. They're not trying to um, pull you down in any way, shape, or form. But the people that do, uh, that are not able to handle you being 100, that are not able to handle you stepping out in faith, they are either really too connected to the old ways of doing things, right? And the new way that you're doing it triggers within them that fear of change, that discomfort of change. Right. I notice on Facebook when I say stuff, I get more backlash from my church friends, from my older friends and Toastmasters, from older white men, from men in general or older religious women. than when I come over here and I talk where Instagram is a little bit open, I've got people that understand that there's not just one way to communicate with God. Like it's more open over here. And the people that I'm getting that backlash from, they're not trying to to tell me not to be myself, but they haven't fully stepped into who they should be 
or they're so comfortable with the way things are when women don't cuss and say fuck or where people who are pastors aren't also bisexual and so because of that they're not able to to support me in this because it triggers too much fear it triggers too much misunderstanding within them because then they have to be faced with the fact that maybe they had a unique calling that they didn't act on and it triggers people it should inspire them but it triggers them it also does inspire them but when they lash out or they respond to you in a way that makes you feel like you should dim your light it's just their triggered projection boo boo okay so as you continue to evolve as you continue to awaken you're going to trigger people who are comfortable with the old way of being especially if you're shifting things for them but i'm begging you to not um, let their projection sway you, especially if there's someone you have a serious relationship with, close friend, mentor, family, whatever, because what will happen is um, it's going to cause you to restrict yourself. It's going to cause you to stay small. It's going to keep you from evolving. And when you restrict yourself on account of a relationship, you end up resenting that relationship, right? So people that are dimming your light, right? And causing you to restrict, uh, you will end up resenting that relationship. Remember those three R's, restrictions, relationships, and resentment. You don't want those three, right? So you get to distance yourself from them because everything was meant for a season. There are people that this time last year I was clinging tight to because their wisdom, their words, their knowledge, their presence was everything that I needed in that moment. And now those same people this year, it's like, okay, well, I've continued to evolve because they're a little older than me or a little stuck in their ways. They have not. And that's dope. You know, that's on them. But I got to go. I got to keep I got to keep evolving. Otherwise, I'm going to restrict myself and I'm going to resent you for it. So I love you, but I'm going on to the next season. Right. Okay. Um, when you stay in these spaces, it's also going to re uh, reinforce the codependent relationships. I stayed in spaces. I did all of this that I'm talking about. I, I restricted myself to keep the love that I thought I would lose if, if I continued to grow. Um, I restricted myself in relationships. Uh, there was resentment. And we created this codependent bond of them being attached to my old self and me being attached to the love that they were giving me as my old self. And when relationships are like that, that is conditional love. I know we talk a lot about how people should love you unconditionally, but the truth is we don't. The only unconditional love there really is out there is like um, with parents or with pets. Because parents, you love, you should love your kid, whether they make straight A's, whether they're gay, whether they have done heinous crimes or not, you still love your kid. That's unconditional love. Your pets, you love them, whether they poop, pee all over the house, ruin your clothes, whatever, because that's unconditional love. But in adult romantic relationships and in adult friendships, we generally don't love people unconditionally. And I'm not saying we're all pieces of shit. We're just human. And we love people as long as they're not disrespecting our boundaries. And that's normal. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's the truth of it. And when you stay in these uh, conditional codependent relationships, them depending on you being that way, but you're ever evolving creatures. So you evolve. And so now they can't love you because you're not who you were when they met you like bruh i have this little strange theory that this is why the world is so fucked now because we didn't learn to love people conditionally like uh, unconditionally like the the phrase love wins or one of the biggest commandments in the bible of all was to love one another and love god like like literally love was the commandment and because we haven't learned to accept people as they are and love them unconditionally through the good, through the bad, through the, through the sad, through the broke, through the stank, through the rich, through all those things, because we have not learned how to love one another in every stage and every season that they're in, um, lots of people have withheld who they were meant to be 
right? And I have this theory that if everybody was who they meant to be, and I'm tying it back together to what I said in the beginning when I told you that the definition of sin is missing the mark. And so missing the mark means not being who you were created to be. And there are so many people sinning or missing the mark, not stepping out in faith and being the person that they were created to be because they know that if they do, they're going to lose the love of their friends and their family and the people that they rely on. And so literally it is love that rules on, literally is love that, that solves everything, but we don't, we don't realize that. And I feel like because of this lack of unconditional love out here in this world, that's why people are stuck. That's why we're not seeing more spiritual revivals. That's why we're not seeing more healing quickly and fast. I feel like we are now. I feel like thanks to social media and all of us hippity dippity woo woo women waking up and speaking healing, waking up and giving forgiveness to people that shouldn't have it just so that we can heal and so that we can empower other women and other people to do the same thing. I think we are waking up. I think we are um, experiencing a paradigm shift. I think we are experiencing a global awakening. Shout out to the internet. Shout out to COVID for giving us all that time of peace to be able to go within and do that inner work and it strike up this desire with so many other people to do the inner work right um yeah I, I feel like that is happening but we would see more revolution and we would see more revival if we allowed people um that that space to be unconditionally loved and so if you are someone who can relate to constantly shedding layers right you need relationships you need fellowship you need community with people who support your ever evolving self i'm almost done i'm almost done okay Thank you so much for your feedback, by the way, Blessed Queen. You, you understand how much that helps, like know that it's resonating with someone. Well, it doesn't help. It just feels good to know that this is resonating with someone and that it was here for someone, even if it was just one person. I'm glad that this is hitting. Um, so I've talked a little bit about how there were pastors that I used to think had, they were, they were viewed as cold. There are people um, that like were inaccessible and I slowly started to become one over this past year. And I started to feel bad because I realized my relationships might have suffered. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those walls that I put up um, were to protect myself because the people. Yes, I'm so glad. <laughs> the walls that you you sometimes have to have walls. You are so welcome. You sometimes have to have walls up, right? Because it is a privilege to be in the presence of an ever-evolving soul like yourself, right? And the people that are connected to you have to be okay with you constantly evolving. They have to be. Otherwise, they're going to do everything that I said on the last page. They're going to restrict you and you're going to resent them. And it's going to become this codependent relationship. And my personal walls are up hella high because I've learned to be able to sense when someone is only attracted to the version of me that they want to see or that someone is attracted to the version of me that they knew back when I was pastor bonds and in church or when they knew me as you know the thought back in my teen years or as the wild girl in my early 30s or whatever the fuck they um what they um see me as what they connected as a lot of them if they didn't grow with me this isn't everybody but a lot of them only loved that version of me here, a good example is anyone that, like, when I used to sell weed, I had so many friends. And the moment I stopped selling weed and stopped being that girl, I lost all those friends. Because what? I'm not the trap queen. I'm not the dope girl anymore. Like, so why would we be hanging, right? Because we didn't have a real relationship. Our relationship, our bond was just based off of who I was in that season in their life. And so I have walls up because I'm loud. I'm engaging. I'm motivating or magnetic, even, if you will. And people are drawn to me. 
during the pandemic, my business grew so much for so many other reasons, but one of them was because I was very confident on camera and women that saw that wanted a leader, they wanted something to cling to. And I was very rah, 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 in your face and da, 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 like that masculine energy that provided that structure for them as a coach that many of them couldn't really relate to as I started to move more into my spiritual phase or more into my, okay, I'm a CEO now, I'm going to start having boundaries in my relationships with my clients phase. And I had a lot of people that didn't understand that. I had a lot of people who disagreed with that. I had a lot of people who gave me backlash, like you should be running your business this way. You shouldn't do that, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, because of what I said in the beginning, I was listening to everyone and I wasn't trusting my vision. I wasn't trusting the next steps and I would take a step and I'd get backlash. I'd take a step and I'd get backlash. And I was like, God, is, is this right? And it took me about a year and a half to realize like, yo, why are you listening to these people? This isn't their business. This isn't their vision. This isn't their calling. What the fuck are you listening to them for, right? So I have high walls because it is a privilege to be in my presence. I have high walls because I don't wanna keep attracting people who only connect with me on a version of me that served them. I'm here to serve myself and the collective, right? And if I gotta piss off a few people here and there so that these messages can get like heard by the people that need to hear them, well, I'm going to do it, right? Just like you, you're going to piss people off, but you need to do that, right? You are constantly like changing and you need relationships that support that. So um, I think um, I've got one more thing that I want to share with you guys. But just remember, the people may be triggered on the outside, but deep down inside, they're inspired. Whether they can verbalize that or not, whether they can process that or not, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of the month, whatever, end of the five years, they will realize just how much a confident, powerful force of nature like yourself inspired them to do the same or at least inspire them to go find people that will be boring and not evolving like them last but not least you're doing heavy work you you awakened woman you 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 fully embodied you chasing after your goals you chasing after your vision you like um that's what i heard god said and i was and i was question mark questioning it <laughs> I'm so glad that this is confirming that, boo-boo. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. See, I was doubting whether I should come on. So I'm like, you already did this on Facebook. Just share it on Instagram. But I'm glad that I came on live and did this. You, me, we, women that are awakened, that are doing the work, that are doing the inner work that our ancestors, that the women before us didn't have the tools or the know-how to do, and thanks to the internet, it's all over, right? We are breaking generational curses. And if that word doesn't resonate with you well, some of us have church trauma and we don't like to hear church words, whatever. Um, healing, you are healing patterns and cycles that were longstanding within your family. They, they, that your family members, that your mother, that your brother, that your dad, that your grandma, your great grandma, your great grandfather, all the people that they were not able to heal on their own right? Because they didn't have the space, they didn't have the tools, they didn't have the know-how or what to do to be able to do this. So this is deep work. This is extremely deep work. And it will pull up a lot of emotions, not only for you, but for other people. And that's why it's triggering other people because they realize, oh, snap, listen to all the things that she's saying. I may have some work to do. Oh, no, I don't. Their ego kicks in. No, I don't. She's crazy. Remember when people get triggered, like I was saying in the beginning, they either get defensive or they get offensive, okay? 
So this work that you're doing, right, is helping break those toxic patterns that kept your family from finding love. Like if you come from a generation of single mothers here, single mothers are two different, like baby's fathers, like that's my, that's my generational curse. And I was hoping I would break it here. And guess how God did it? I had two sons instead of two daughters. My mom had two daughters, right? Or my grandma had two kids. And then my mom had two kids. And then my mom's two kids had two kids from two different men as well. And I was like, God, I want it to stop with me. God said, you have two sons. Now you're not going to create any more single mothers from your line. I was like, I see you, right? Um, but maybe there's, there's another cycle in your family, like not being able to find fulfillment because they just had to bust their ass to work so hard and they never got to find that fulfillment in their life, right? Maybe you're breaking that cycle and that's why it's so hard. Mm, yes, girl. And that's why um, it's so hard to choose between working and fulfilling your dreams because at one side you have this generational stronghold of people who never found fulfillment, which by the way is a lot of people that came before us, right? That's why they used to discourage people like you can't follow your passions because if you do, you'll be poor. But remember what I said about the sin and missing the mark. Imagine how many people and how much this world would have been changed if more people worried less about um, just struggling and trusting and walking in faith that if God put this on my heart, then he's gonna provide, right? You're breaking curses of, of financial instability, right? Maybe it wasn't, maybe um, on the flip side, people that never found fulfillment because all they had, all they were able to do is work until they died. Um, on the flip side, there's some people who um, worked and still never had anything to show for it, right? They didn't have fulfillment and they didn't have financial stability or freedom. Maybe you are breaking that cycle and that's why it's so important for you to have that nine to five or that job that you think is a curse, but it's actually a blessing because it's giving you the ability to save it's giving you the ability to travel it's giving you the ability to experience things that people in your family's generation never had so maybe this is a reminder to be to be grateful and to be thankful because what you think is a curse is actually something that is breaking the generational curse in your family so um finishing it up with your path your life is unique to others so don't judge yourself and don't compare yourself one of the hardest things that I've had to go through this past year was judging myself. These people were in the same program with me um, as a business coach, and they and they're already you know at twenty thousand followers, or they make you know a million dollars a year. Like, what's wrong with me? And what's wrong? Like, and and really questioning myself and judging myself, and and I had to remind myself like, is that why you got into this? Is this why you started doing this work? Is this why you decided you want to be a pastor at twenty three instead of being a nurse, which would have brought financial stability? No, no, no. You chose the light work. You chose to be someone that's going to help people on their healing journey. So don't don't go now comparing yourself to people who didn't choose that same path as you. Those people chose the path of I want to be rich and famous right now and bless them. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the path that I chose. That's not the sole contract that I agreed to with God when I came down and incarnated is this version of me that speaks and walks and talks the way that I do. So if that's you, you don't get to compare yourself to other people who said yes to something else instead of yes to the vision that God placed on their life. And maybe it is, but it's not yours. It's not yours. Trust yourself and trust your vision and what he put on your life. Last thing, I know I said last thing, but this is just a reminder to level up your social circle. There are people in your social circle who are committed to staying the same, who are committed to not changing, who are committed to not growing and to not evolving. And if you continue to connect and align with these people, then you will, you will stay where they are. You will look like they are. But if you were serious about um, 
doing the work that is put on you. If you're serious about manifesting those goals and those desires that are put in your heart, you got to level up your circle. And I'm a, I believe that what you seek, you will find. So if you start seeking like-minded individuals, you will find them. If you start, I, the only reason why I got on the path I'm on now is because I remember when I left church and I was so brokenhearted and I was like, man, God, I can't believe how many of my friends are so, um, not for black lives who don't see systemic racism. Like they're really arguing with me about this. I got a son black as his damn shirt. And if he was to end up shot by the police tomorrow, Tomorrow, their response to what's on the news is showing me how they respond to my kid. I was crushed. I was crushed that the fact that I knew I was bisexual for so long and I couldn't come out and be who I was because that's not how my church friends were. And so I sought community and I sought fellowship and I, my heart yearned for people who were Christians and who believed in God, but also understood that everything is a fucking cookie cutter. There's areas of gray, right? And I found them. When I started putting that out, I started finding pastors who were gay. I started finding pastors who believed in Black Lives Matter. I started finding pastors that didn't, you know, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, they exist. I'm not alone. So if you're running in social circles that don't align with you, right? And we all don't have to align the same way. God made different religions and different races for a reason. You don't have to be clicked up with everyone that believes stuff that you don't. And they don't have to believe everything that you do. But your tight-knit circle, remember what I said? The people that are privileged who have access to you need to support you and understand how you're evolving. And who better to understand how you're evolving than people who are also evolving. It's crazy. Um, so again, for real, for real, last, last thing, know your worth. Okay. Be cautious of people who want to be in your presence just because of what you bring to them. Be cautious of people that latch onto you because of their own insecurities, right? You want to make connections with people that are stable, right? Not people who are latching onto you because of their own insecure attachment styles, right? Because their energy will hold you down. Their